Hello and welcome back to the Couch GM Podcast. My name is Ryan Parker, and as always, I'm joined by Matt Chamberlain. Matt, how you doing? I'm feeling good. I'm finally exercising again. Nice. Since I've been out and about around nice. before we get shut back down. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, feeling better today. Good. I, that's exciting. I, uh, you know, it's been a month off. We've, it took our month off. We did. Um, we took our, like, I don't know, LeBron James plus month. <laughs> Mid-season uh, slumber. Yeah, we took that, like, a uh, couple weeks off he took in Cleveland. His, like, second year in Cleveland or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. I feel good. I feel really good. Uh, we got a new setup in our podcast. Yeah, we do. And it's actually, it's going to be interesting. It's hard not to look at it. Yeah, like, we got I'm a big monitor distracted. now here uh, that like has our audio like playing as it's recording, uh, which is cool and all, but it, it's kind of like that Cowboys Stadium effect. Like, <laughs> I don't know how you don't look at it, it because... The big Jumbotron. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be a fun podcast, Matt. I'm yeah, excited to be back. Yeah, I mean, we're in basketball month. Yeah, 29 days official from today's recording. 29 days till NBA. Yes, it is, which makes me just so pumped to yeah. see sports back, assuming we're, we can hang on for 29 more days to get assuming started. Assuming Florida doesn't screw this up, which indicates there's data that indicates that they're already screwing it up. So, you know. But we're going to remain hopeful. Yeah, this is a hopeful podcast. There's a new hope, Matt. Yeah, I know. hey, if I can believe in the Wizards... And Bradley Beal, <laughs> we can believe that Florida will not float off into the ocean. And I think I saw a gift of Bugs over. Bunny just like sawing off Florida, and that's kind of how I feel. <laughs> yeah, kind of, pretty much. Uh, that encapsulates, encapsulates it right there. Before we get uh, further into episode 73, uh, let me remind you to follow us on our social media, uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, we greatly appreciate a follow there. Uh, if you can find us on any of your uh, podcast platform of choosing, uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, um, or Stitcher. Recap from last time, we talked about uh, possible bubble formats, and that was that long ago. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, but now we have a bubble format, and we're going to get into some news now. Yep. Um, so what we'll mostly talk about is players dropping out and players getting signed, um, either two extensions or in place of dropouts or, or for open roster spots. So we got quite a list here. And some of this is for COVID. Some of this is just injuries. Um, we'll kind of let you know as we go. So the Nets have been hit particularly hard. They've uh, had four guys that have been, or five guys really, because we'll have DeAndre Jordan and Kyrie, who tested positive. Um, Wilson Chandler is electing to stay home. Dinwiddie, Spencer Dinwiddie tested positive, and Nick Claxton, uh, their draft pick from this past year, he had shoulder surgery, so he's out. The Wizards lost sharpshooter Davis Bertans, um, which that really sucks, because um, who knows, they might have overtaken the Nets. Um, <laughs> then the Lakers, Avery Bradley is electing to stay home. Trevor Ariza is electing to stay home for the Portland Trailblazers. Willie Cauley-Stein electing to stay home for Dallas. Boogie Cousins, who was getting on the track to recovery, announced because of all this, he's deciding not to sign with anybody. John Wall, the Wizards have again thrown out like he probably could have been ready to go, but due to his injury history, they're not going to send him out there. Um, the Spurs, LaMarcus Aldridge, he had surgery, I believe, on his shoulder, so he's yep. um, not reporting either. 
So those are a bunch of guys who are electing not to come to Orlando to play. So if you'll notice, a lot of the top contending teams, most of their guys have elected to stay. These are a lot of players from that bottom half of teams who have decided they're not going to push it or teams, you know, they had that surgery early on. Um, again, maybe it was done with the assumption that we weren't coming back. Ooh, forgot about one. Emission here. Uh, uh, oh, I just had his name. Uh, he plays for Utah. He's uh, Bogdan Bogdanovich. Oh, he's not playing? He had, oh, that's right, he had surgery. He had surgery. That's right, that's a good one too. Um, which that one's actually pretty meaningful. So signings um, as of late. So some of these guys, again, more meant to fill just like those last couple spots on the team. But some of these guys might actually be playing like real minutes. Yeah. So, um, and that's a concern. So Lakers, <laughs> um, I mean, just keep it up with the meme squad. Um, they, they're they bringing in Deion Waiters and J.R. Smith. What could go wrong? Uh, I'm for that. I'm all in. I, I want to see it. That's for sure. Um, take that for what you will. The Nets are bringing in Justin Anderson and Tyler Johnson. The Thunder have decided to extend Lou Dort. Again, I'm just going to take a moment. I had a first-round draft grade on Lou Dort last year. <laughs> for some reason, every NBA team ignored it. And look at this now. Lou Dort should have been a top, honestly, 20 pick. Um, I think I had him in the mid-20s. I would so. have to say the Thunder subreddit like, I was mean, very excited about this signing. And I'm very excited about this signing, be. It's too. better than Terrence Ferguson. Um, so, yeah, that's an upgrade there. Um, also, I'm going to take another moment. Terrence Davis, another guy I had a first-round grade on went undrafted, playing legit minutes for Toronto off the bench. Um, back to this. <laughs> Houston Rockets um, signed Luke Mbaamute, um, felt some front court depth for them. The Grizzlies signed Anthony Tolliver. That's a sneaky good signing. Um, they are, the Kings have brought in Corey Booker. Mm. Somehow this dude is still playing. Just moving from team to team. Um, the Spurs are bringing in Tyler Zeller. The Clippers had initially signed Joe Kim Noah to a 10-day back at the beginning of March, have now, for the rest of the season, brought him in. Um, Cleveland Cavaliers, they're not a part of the 22-team Orlando um, tournament, thank God. But they are bringing in Jordan Bell um, on a multi-year deal. So, again, take that waiver. It's a good idea. Um, the Mavs are bringing in Trey Burke, who has traveled all across the world playing basketball. Um, probably a good idea because another guy, omission, Courtney Lee, is not playing for Dallas mm. um, with a calf injury. And the Suns bringing back your boy Campaign to the NBA. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> Campaign just lives in infamy in these parts of the country. Um, have fun dapping up Devin Booker. That, that's the most you're going to be doing on the court, though. Um, and then the other bit of news was the schedules were released um for all the different teams so basketball is very close to being back the the issue that a lot of teams are noticing with the schedule is there are like no fluff games <laughs> because everybody has a chance of making the playoffs there's no knicks team no no you're not getting no you get to play the bulls anymore Hawks. nope um so that's the thing pretty much everyone in the west has a hard schedule it's like, brutal because even the suns like they're at least competitive so, like, if that's the worst team, that's, like, I mean, you'll beat them most likely if you're one of those top, like, six teams. But still, like, that's not a necessarily an easy game now in the East. And, again, you can mix conferences in your schedule, but for the most part it stays West plays West, East plays East for the most part. Um, I mean, the Wizards 
probably easier, especially with Bertans out because there's no spacing anymore for Brad Beal. Um, I mean, their magic aren't particularly good. The nets are depleted at this point. So, I think that's another omission we had. I think Jonathan Isaac isn't coming to the bubble. Is he not? I don't think so. I'll check on it. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised because of the injuries. Um, so, again, there, I mean, it may be a couple of easier games in the East, but still, like, yeah. the top six teams in the East are all really good. Yeah. Um, all the way down through Indiana and, and Philly. So there's there's no easy games at this point, which it's basically we get an extra eight games of playoff. We get an extra two rounds mm-hmm. of playoff games. Um to start out and then we get into the actual playoffs so like i'm pumped to see good basketball in terms of like matchups now what the basketball actually looks like who has any idea it's gonna be it's gonna be rough Doesn't, for those first two to three games i would imagine yeah. it's gonna be a lot of rust a lot yeah. of miscommunications a lot of turnovers but that could be the difference between a team being four and a team being seven exactly so it matters if you can come back and hit your stride or not um, so that's going to be something super interesting to watch. Like, is 200-pound Nikola Jokic a thing? Like, I feel like it would be easier for teams like maybe like Dallas, who has a little bit of a younger core and Luka and yes. Porzingis, um, yes. which we'll talk about them a little bit later. I don't want to get in too much into them here. But, like, their legs haven't been... Like, they don't have 10 LeBron years. James yeah. or a CP3 or a... James Harden, James even. Harden, or even a Kawhi Leonard, or yeah, any of those type of guys. Like they don't just have that wear and tear on their legs. So uh, you would have to imagine maybe even the Pelicans can gain some ground. Maybe make some moves. That's dependent on how in shape some of these guys are gonna come back. Right. Like is Lonzo still in shape? Is Zion? Is, I mean Zion's the big one. Is Zion in shape or not? Um, I mean maybe he got in shape for that two K twenty one cover photo shoot. Oh but, my goodness. Um. But you know, I don't, I don't know. So that's just kind of what some teams are going to find out, probably right. though, in the next when players start reporting in about a week from today, they're going to figure out real quick, like if the next three weeks are all conditioning or if they're, you know, going over putting in new sets in place. So we'll get into our um, our big topic. So kind of going off of this point, then um, teams' chances that are better or worse than where they would have been if the season had just kept going on. Like, like if COVID didn't exist and season just kept going, whose chances are better or worse now than they would have been then? So we'll go three teams each. We'll alternate um, some good, some bad. Um, yeah, I'm, part of the signings we talked about or guys electing to stay home will influence some of these decisions. But for the most part, we're going to talk about other reasons. So... Um, do you want to start us off? We don't need to. Uh, I can start us. I'm going to start it off and just say I don't believe in the Los Angeles Lakers. The, but, like the true meme squad. Yeah. Like, I, I, they were really good before they stopped playing. Yes. Like, they were really good. Like, rolling on to maybe be the best team in the NBA uh, and have a really good shot at a deep run. With Avery Bradley sitting out, their lineups get super thin all of a sudden, especially at like that wing two yeah. position. Um, that means more Rondo minutes, maybe. More Quinn Cook. Maybe more Quinn Cook. Maybe more J.R. Smith is filling those yeah. minutes. Maybe Dion Waiters is filling those minutes. Like, is Alex Crusoe, like, how many minutes is that? Is he absorbing? Is he absorbing any of them? Yeah. And, and, like, there's just so many questions about... Like, it, 
I know LeBron's gonna be good. I know AD's gonna be good. But like, what does the rest of that team yeah. look like? Like KCP was kind of playing, starting to figure some stuff out, yeah. and like he's probably gonna be the person who fills in that starting yeah. lineup spot. But still, I don't like love him. Like I'm giving up Avery Badley for KCP, and KCP isn't even in the same class as of defender no. as as Avery Bradley. So. I just have so many questions. I mean, I've had questions about this team all year, and I feel like they've answered a lot of those throughout the year. Yeah. Now you have a month to figure out chemistry, playing together. Like, can LeBron hit that, like, fifth gear coming into the playoffs now? Yeah. Like, there's just so many questions, and I don't know if they have all the answers yeah. to it. This is a top-heavy team. Like For sure. I mean, that's how it was built. Um, whether they meant to or not, that's how it was built. So I think the the rest is good for LeBron and AD because again just the wear and tear on those bodies like AD carried the Pelicans franchise for so long whether they had a lot of success in playoffs or not not kind of regardless he did everything for that team he looked really good he's had injury history so the rest is probably good for him LeBron again being thirty five probably good for him one other guy Danny Green probably the rest was good for him too yeah. again just the shooter's legs being able to run and I I trust that type of guy to stay in shape. Because um, that's his entire career has been predicated around running off of screens and hitting, you know, quick threes. So those are like three guys I wouldn't be worried about. It's yeah, the KCPs, the Quinn Cook, Caruso, um, Kuzma. That I'm I'm more worried about. Like, what are they going to come back and look like? And then you started to get into it. Like, what's the rotations? Yeah. Like, and again, Jared Smith, Deion Waiters. I'm not trusting those guys to come back in shape. Dwight Howard has not committed to coming back yet. He says he's still 50-50 yeah. about it. And he was, like, kind of good. He was, like, a big reason they were, like, really good at, like, yeah. rim protecting. It, it allowed AD to play the four right. like they wanted. And then Howard and Davis are both athletic enough to kind of move. And, yeah, you're right. They could do some pretty good things defensively. And Howard accepted his role as a rim runner. Yeah. Like, he wasn't trying to do too much anymore. So, like, it was very much working. But if Howard doesn't play and we're seeing more small ball with them where you need more guards out there and I don't love their guards, again, I don't I don't think you can trust Rondo to hit a shot at this point. I, I struggle to see where the outside shooting comes from with this team. And in the playoffs, it's always crucial. I That's why I'm worried they're going to play J.R. Smith and Deion Waiters a lot because well, they need the shooting. Yeah, that and, like... The minutes, I'm not talking about, like, the physical minutes. I'm just talking about, like, I guess more like the playing. Like, the playing just gets so much more tight in a playoff matchup. Yeah. Like, and, like, you saw it with J.R. Smith the last time he was in the finals. Like, he, he made a big mistake and maybe cost them yeah. a game, maybe two. Like, that sort of, like, possession by possession game matters so much more. And, like, these guys, like, Queen Cook's been in the playoffs. J.R. Smith's been in the playoffs. Dave Green's been in big moments. But, like, they haven't done it together. and I, Exactly. It, that's kind of the concern for me here is, like, and most of these teams haven't done it together. I Like, that's you could make that argument for any of them. But they haven't, like, ever played great in those big moments. Like, Qu yeah. there's not a signature finals Quinn Cook moment. No. Like, outside of Danny Green, like, the rest of that roster has some issues, like, with just playing in big moments. Yeah. Because again, it's it's yeah, you don't have like that like fourth guy and fifth guy that you're like, I am confident if I put you out there, you're gonna do the right thing right, right now. Like and it's not even like you gotta score, just like you're gonna be competent. 
you are for sure going to make the right play or the right pass here. Like, Rondo's going to pass. He may need him to shoot every now and again, but, like, he's going to pass. But, like, again, that's not the point. A potential swing guy, especially if Howard doesn't play for me on this team, is going to be Markeith Morris, who mm. they picked up. Mm. Um, he was kind of going to be that 4-5 to play along, like, AD. Um, really tough. He can hit some shots. If, if it's hitting and they're not worried about losing Howard and he can provide actually a little bit of spacing. That might be a huge upgrade that they weren't expecting that kind of can throw some other teams for a loop. Like how are we going to defend now with LeBron at three and 80 at the four? If Morris can kind of hold down the five, he's slightly undersized for a five, but in the playoffs, you can kind of get away with it, especially a lot of the teams. It's not like he's in the West, especially you're guarding any back to the basket pigs. Right. So like, it can probably work. So he's like the one guy who we haven't mentioned that like I'm if he if he works, he's a vet, he's been in the league a long time. If he works, that could be like a sneaky addition that's like, whoa, they did that back in like February mm. and that pay, it didn't have time to pay dividends before Corona, but it's paying dividends now. Again, part of that's just be this is this team wants to win championships, but if you looked at the roster three through fifteen, you wouldn't say that's a championship team. So it's been that way all year. LeBron and AD have been good enough all year to make it work, though. Can they get it for 20-ish more games? Maybe? <laughs> I want to say probably because it's LeBron and Anthony Davis. But I don't I don't think I'm as confident as I was going to be back in March if season had just kept going on. Yeah, for sure. And I guess that's my overall point is like, oof, I don't... Like, it benefits this, like, three-month layoff benefits some but i feel like if they would have just kept playing they had a really 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 good shot at winning yeah. that championship like the wave they were on like yeah. the wave they were riding was more important than the rest they got right um and yeah i think that's an important big point for that lakers team so i'm going to stay in the west for a moment um a team that i think benefited from all of this um is going to be denver mm. so Again, Denver's a team I've wanted to like all year, you know, but just Jokic came in out of shape at the beginning of the year. Played I, his way in. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if Jamal Murray ever really met the expectations we had for him. We, people, Denver Nugget faithful, had for him. I mean, Gary Harris was having a, a tough year, and yet they were still, like, in the three spot. Like, they were battling with L.A., um, the Clippers for the number two spot. So it's like, as much as I didn't love what I saw at the beginning of the year, towards the end of the year, they were figuring some stuff out. Um, and then Corona happened. So to me, one, I'm, I kind of like the Jokic pictures floating around oh, man. skinny Jokic. <laughs> um, it's like, looks like Porzingis almost. Mm. Um, cause Part of my thing with Jokic is I've always wanted him to take more threes because he can hit them. Yeah. And so maybe this can, if the health, is, if it's like a good healthy, I'm assuming it's good healthy. Um, not because he did test positive for coronavirus. Um, and he, I'm, not, I'm assuming it's one of those like he didn't lose 30 pounds because of it. I'm assuming it's good healthy. If he's in shape and he can kind of be a little more stretch five, can be a little more agile because the passing's not going away. Mm-hmm. Like I, that's not going away. His ability to occupy the inside rebound, that's not going away. So it's really just like, can, is he a bit more durable now? 
can he stretch the floor a little bit more? If those are things that are real, Jokic, he was already an MVP candidate. So I'm just kind of taking it a step further. Like he cements himself in that MVP candidacy mm. there. Um, also, Gary Harris, it couldn't have been any worse than it was. So it has to get better, right? It, right. It, I mean, it has to get better. Paul Millsap's another older guy. Yeah. The rest probably helping him. Um, they were trying to ease Michael Porter Jr. into it. So again, if you had injury concerns, um, maybe he got to you know play a little, rest, play a little. That might be a good thing for him. I, they picked up Jeremy Grant. I I think that was a good move. Um, they had done this year. I don't think. That was dependent upon like they needed games to mesh more or anything. Like I think he had pretty well fit in. They they have brought back so many guys from the previous season that they are they all know each other. They all know each other's game. They just got a little extra rest. Jokic, their best player, got in a little better shape. Millsap, another really important guy for that defense. He got some rest because he's thirty five, and now they can just kind of explode into the playoffs. They're just one of those young young enough. But with enough experienced guys and a legit guy in Jokic to like really just catapult from here and just like take advantage of other teams maybe not being in good of shape or not having the depth or whatever. Like, no, they just have that. Man, I don't know if they're the greatest team, but to me, they might end up being closer to the LA teams than they are the Utah, Houston, OKC tier. Yeah, they're an interesting team because last year they got bounced in the second round in seven yeah, games. They barely got past the Spurs. Yeah. And then they lost in seven, right? Portland. Portland. Um, And it it felt like they were kind of headed for another maybe second round exit this year if things kept going like they were. Mm -hmm. Um, Things weren't really... I mean, it was just kind of like an off and on switch with them. Uh, It depended on like Jamal Murray playing well and all that stuff. Uh, So I think for them, um, definitely they have a chance at making a deeper run. Like getting to the Western Conference Finals. Maybe further. Yeah. Um, I I really like Jokic slimming down. I know there's like some loss appeal to that because he he always looked like the. I mean, we make the joke all the time that he's like the YMCA white dad who's just yeah. makes every shot that he throws up. Um, I I don't know. I like this team. I don't love it. We talked about some of the reasons why I don't love it. Uh, on a podcast before because yeah. uh, because of the trade deadline, Malik Beasley situation. Yeah, just losing some of their depth there on the wing. Um, I think they have the pieces though to kind of guard like the LA teams. Like Paul mm-hmm. Millsap can kind of le- guard LeBron, not necessarily always in the po- like at, on perimeter, but like in the post. Yeah. Paul Millsap's probably not getting back down, and that's no. a big part of LeBron's or, game. Or if the Lakers want to play with. LeBron at the three, AD at the four. He again, he can reasonably guard AD. I mean, as right. well as just about anyone can, but like he can reasonably guard him. Yeah, like again, just another little pro. There, he got that rest because I mean he's a defensive stopper type yep. from the four. Um, again, I they match up well enough. Tory Craig's like a good player. Will Barton's a good player. Again, Harris, it can't get any worse. Murray, again, I think. I mean, I don't see why it doesn't get better. From here, again, another young guy. Porter, Monte Morris is, like, good. Again, whereas we talked about the L.A., I don't feel good about 3 through 15 yeah. on their roster so often. Like, Denver, I feel pretty good about those spots. Do they have enough star power to carry them? Maybe not. I It's it's kind of dependent. Can they get two extra good games from Jamal Murray? Right. Can they get one more extra 
good game from Paul Millsap. Like that might just be enough to make up for the lack of a second star on that team. So like that's why I'm I'm kind of digging them. Um, maybe a bit more than I would have back in March if we had kept going. Because back in March, if you have told me like they got lapped by Houston and Utah and they end up falling to the five, I'd be like, yeah, it sucks. I could see it though. Mm. But now I don't. I right now I'm not feeling like that would happen. I think they have a pr- they're in a pretty good spot. Yeah, really. Good I, spot. I don't want to call them locked into the three, but I mean more secure than I think most people would realize. Yep, for sure. Um, I'll go next again. I'm moving back to the east. Okay. Up north. We the north. I like Toronto. I I just... I feel like they've been injury-riddled all year. They haven't really gotten a chance to all play together. And now that they're three months of healing up and resting, and I think that's going to benefit guys like Marcus All, Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam. Marcus All, another guy looking thin. Yes. Yeah, I'm super excited. Serge Ibaka. Like, I guess that's kind of the point of, like, they just have a whole bunch of good players, like, competent players. Yeah. Like, they found some guys, like you mentioned earlier at the top of the show, and Terrence Davis, like, he's playing really well. Mm-hmm. Pascal, I think, is going to find it himself again in the playoffs. Um, had moments of, domi- like, being dominant. Fred Van Fleet, another guy that we've always joked about, just somehow getting a max contract. <laughs> that guy is just insanely good. Uh, I don't know. I just like their roster. I love their coach. I feel like yeah. he's one of the guys who's just willing to try whatever. Um, yes. Make changes on the fly and be super smart uh, about his lineups and rotations. Um, something that some other coaches in the East may not be able to or even be willing to. And I, I just like their combination of players. And I think the bubble's yes. going to help them. They're not going to have to travel as much. They're they're going to be able to uh, come into this bubble, I think, fully healed and rested. And if I were the East, I would be really worried about this team, including, including that, the Milwaukee Bucks. Ooh. So one a little side on the Raptors is, so they're already down in Florida. They're already there. Um, I think Naples is, is what mm-hmm. we said. Mm-hmm. Because, like, with Canada coming in and out, like, they needed to go ahead and come down to do a two-week quarantine before the NBA um, report started. So they've already been down here. So it's either that's either going to work out one of two ways. One, it's going to work out because, like, they're used to it. So, like, they're going to get to Orlando, and they're not going to be phased by it, like how some guys will be. Or two, it's like they have an extra two weeks of this, and a lot of players are going to be fed up with it. But knowing that some of these guys on the team and what they went through last year and ultimately winning a championship, maybe they're all they're able to kind of shift that mindset of like, look, you got to do what you got to do on a chip. Right. So whatever it takes. And like they and they know that works. So, you know, you can say that. And if it doesn't seem to work, then it's just another cliche. The Raptors know it works. Um, they don't quite Leonard this year, but whatever aside. Um, <laughs> so that that's an interesting point that they're already down in Florida, not at Disney World, but they're down there already. Um, what you're right with Siakam. I I think the dude's a monster. He's carried this team all year, which he didn't have to do last year. So even though he is y- younger, I mean he's like 26, I think. Mm-hmm. He's younger, having to carry this team this year, which is something he's never had to do. It's probably a good thing to get him a little rest because I think he'll come back and still be fine. Yeah. Um, same way he had the break in the off season, came back and was remarkable to start the season. Like day one, he Just was good. Just on fire. Yeah. So I'm not concerned about him 
like skill wise not coming back right if anything he's had to carry this team so i think that's good kyle lowry another guy rest probably helped marcus all another guy rest probably helped fred van fleet um with the newborn and uh and um serge Ibaka. so like yeah i kind of like where this team's going um they figured some things out with Norm Powell and OG Ananobi. Yeah. Um, both of those guys, y- youngish guys, they want to work, eventually take over um, in that starting unit. It's just not the time yet. But again, those guys figuring out, both averaged over um, in double-digit points per game this year. So like that's really encouraging. Terrence Davis was another nice um, bench piece they found. So like they've they found enough guys to fill out 10-ish man roster, which I at this point, though, that's all you need. Like, we're not really worried about who's your 12th guy anymore. Um, sorry, Patrick McCaw. <laughs> so, you know, like, it's, they, they've got enough there. Again, they know each other. So the rest helps some of those older guys that have been around the block. And I don't know how good I feel about, say, like, they're really challenging Milwaukee because I don't. I'm going to say I, it. I'm going to say it. I think they can challenge Milwaukee. I think they can make it a series. Uh, do you think they're – the most likely to challenge Milwaukee, because that most th- that likely. brings in the Boston, Philly, Indiana, all that. I love Toronto and what they're doing, and I've crapped on them all year. Uh, I I mean, I, I thought they were going to miss the playoffs. Yeah, we both. Like, I think I had them at like the eight, maybe. Yeah, fighting for the eight, and they're what two, three, whatever. Two, two. Yeah. Uh, so I I, I said I, Boston was okay, going to catch them, but if this was our <clears throat> realistic like played out year no i don't think they they can really challenge milwaukee but because of the rest i think they have a better chance i still like the celtics because of the star power of yeah. jason tatum they're just missing that one piece in Kawhi leonard which they lost i i just think the celtics are going to be a better challenge because of the scoring ability from tatum yeah yeah um just curious but if, if we're talking about when they say challenge Milwaukee, can they make it at least a six-game series? I, I would so. say yes. Nick I would Nurse say that could point. get you a game. I think least. Nick Nurse can get you a game. I think Pascal can get you a game. That's two <laughs> games. So six-game series means the Bucks win the other four. So, like, I, you know what? Yes. If we're talking about can they get it to at least six, yes, they can get to at least six. Can they get it to seven? That might depend on Kyle Lowry. Yeah. That that Can they get to seven? Um can they win seven? I mean, they're going to need some miracle Fred Van Fleet type stuff. <laughs> but, I mean, it's close enough to the realm of possibility to where, like, the idea has to be entertained. I think they match up well with Milwaukee. Yeah. Right? Because, like, they're... Pascal and Giannis. But, I mean, like, that's kind of their, like, uh, uh, Brooke Lopez and Marc Gasol. Yeah. Similar players. Um, yeah. Eric Bledsoe. Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry. Yeah. Like, I just think they match up well. They can defend. They defend so well. Yes. Um, They're built for playoff basketball. And I think a thing to note here is that, like, home court advantage is gone. Yeah. And so, like, that benefits usually the underdog in a series, right? Because, like, you don't have to deal with the crowd. Yeah. Like, it's going to be so much easier. So, I mean, that goes for any team in the East, I guess. Milwaukee's run is going to be harder here. Probably. Um, Probably. But I, I just really like Toronto. I, I don't know. I have a feeling about them. I wouldn't say they're going to make it out of the East, but I think they have a really good shot of All right. if the cards fall the right way, things could go right for them. 
Yeah, I, I, I can see it. It's it's a distant idea, but I, I can see it. So I'm, I'm going to be the negative Nancy now. Um, team I'm not feeling as good about now um, as I was back then is Miami. Ooh. So, one, this whole Iguodala thing is looking like garbage right now because... <laughs> I mean, you haven't used him. You haven't had the chance to use him. He's just resting for an extra three months now. God, he rested all year. That might be looked back at as maybe like an all-time bad trade. Like if Justice Winslow pans out even a little, even a little, like it's going to be an all-time bad trade. Um, So Miami, part of it is their philosophy to the game is we are going to be, one, we're going to be better shaped than you. So at the end of an 82-game season, we're good. You're not. Two, just the style in-game is we're all over you. Like, we are just a menace. But, again, that works really well when teams are worn down. Teams have had a break. And three, I don't love the shooting on the team. Like, mm. we know we know Tyler Harrow. We know Duncan Robinson. Goran Dragic when he plays. Other than that, I don't love the shooting on the team. Mm. Playoff basketball, you got to space the floor. Yep. You've got to. And that was always going to be part of the challenge with Miami. It's going to be the offense. Um, but I think it's going to look even worse now with everyone else rested. That defense, which they've prided themselves on, is not going to be as impactful as they probably would have hoped it was going to be. And while I like Eric Spolstra, it's a limited roster. I, I think right. that was always right. known it was a limited roster. Mr. Um, Miami, like what they've done is impressive. What they've done is like definitely like I would say success, like finishing top six in the East. And um I mean really they gave a lot of teams a good run for their money throughout the year. They they can hang with anybody. But if you told me like they've gotta play, I mean any of the other five top teams in the East in a series, I think I would pretty definitively pick any other of the f- top five teams. Indiana, Boston, Philly, Toronto, and Milwaukee. Like yeah. like I would say like I mean, borderline like five games yeah. for every single one of those. The tricky part there is like beforehand, we were talking about this quite a bit. Is like if Miami and Philly play, like we, we would before lean, I was like concerned for Philly. Yeah, we would lean Miami. And I think you're right. Like it's concerning when a team, and I have another team on my list down here, who's kind of just made up of all these like scrappy parts. Yeah. Like gets a big break. It's like them coming back from an offseason. Like, usually it doesn't pan out the second time yeah. around, right? Miami never looks good at the beginning of the year. They always look good at the second Ooh, half of the year. that's a great point. And so... That's a great point. You know, so it's like they're always a second half team, and their second half got cut short, and so now it's back to being in the first half of them. Oof. So this is where I, I struggle with Miami. I want to like him because I love teams that play defense. Yeah. And I love like how creative Eric Spolster can be. And I mean, Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. So they predicate themselves on, I mean, I'm a big Bam fan. Um, but like, what does that look like? Game one, stepping into it. Um, I don't know if they play June or July 30th or not, but like July 30th, what is this actually going to look like? I just don't know if there's enough offensive capabilities here to like make, defense cancels stuff like offense can't pick up day one and say like we're gonna carry you for a little bit i i don't know tough i i the one hope for miami is that jimmy butler shooting improves it's again it could the jamal murray idea or just gary harris idea can't get worse right 
<laughs> I mean, it was like twenty four percent. Like if 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 this rest like really gets him like back right and like he can shoot, maybe there's yeah. some real hope for Miami there, right? Yeah, like because that that would be like the offensive like piece they would need, like an yeah. initiator. Because like the other guys, not initiators, uh, right. Harrows and Robinsons, and even to a point like Kendrick Nunn and Dragic, like they can handle a little bit, but like they're not your primary creators really. Jimmy Butler, if he can be the primary creator, number one offensive option, then all of a sudden we're talking about a different story. I don't know if he can do that. I, I right now I'd bet no. I wouldn't be surprised if it's yes, but I I mean I'm leaning like seventy percent no. You'd kind of have to see it in the first eight games. Yes, like to it's believe not, it. Like if it's not happening in those first eight games for Miami, it's not, it's not happening in the playoffs. Period. No. Um, I I, I mean, I want to like Miami so much because they were so fun all year. Yeah. Uh, exceeding my expectations, I think, uh, and I just don't I don't know what their run looks like now. Yeah. In the bubble. Yeah. That that's that's just it. If they would have kept playing in March and just kept wearing teams down and just like again securing themselves um in that like four or five spot, um they they and they would have got a favorable matchup against Indiana or, or Philly. Then I could you've told me they won the first round. Yeah. I, I would have definitely believed you. I don't know if I would have picked it necessarily but I would have definitely believed you. Mm. Now, if you told me they're knocking off one of those other teams, I I wouldn't bet on it. Wouldn't bet on it. I mean, it has to be a really really nice betting line to <laughs> bet on it. Uh, that's fun. Okay, so my last team here, I mentioned it just a little bit ago, the Oklahoma City Thunder. I have to go Homer here. Uh, the uh, my thought here, I love this team. They've been yeah. fantastic all year. Exceeded everyone's expectations. 100%. They won, what, 36 games at All-Star break, and they were projected to win, like, like, 30. 30. <laughs> um, <clears throat> this team has been so fun to watch all year, so competitive. I say all that, and I think they're going to cool down, and they're not going to be as dangerous. I think they're a first-round exit. That's my thought on this team. I, Dennis Schroeder... Arguably six man of the year depends on who you talk to. He's got, I think he's shooting like thirty four percent plus from three, which is like a new career high for him. Yeah, that's not gonna, that's not gonna continue after Probably. a three month, three month break. He's he didn't need the break. No, yeah. he like that dude was on fire. The uh, guys like uh, Gallinari, like that break probably didn't help. I mean, it might have helped some. But I, it's minimal, if if any. Yeah, I I just don't know. Like Shea is really good, but he would also in, just in his second year. So like serious playoff minutes, like serious playoff games, he hasn't had a ton of. He only played in one round last year against Golden State, although he was good in some spots. And the reason they won two games, one of the reasons they won two part games. of yeah, part of the reason. Uh, it's just like one of those things I don't I it's along the same idea of the Miami idea that you had it's like I just don't trust this Oklahoma City team to be able to close out games down yeah. the stretch I mean they had some really lucky breaks back in March against the they're Celtics they're like the best fourth quarter team in yeah, the NBA like the like I think Schroeder Shea and CP3 are like all top 15 in like clutch points yeah. in fourth quarter and like that just doesn't continue after a three-month break like i don't think it does probably not i'm yeah again i want to like a lot of what they have you mentioned the three guards 
I like Gallinari. I like Adams. Um, I like Lou Dort now. We, we mentioned him at the top. Um, Nerlens is still playing, right? Nerlens still yeah, with them. Like, again, giving them nice minutes off the bench. I don't love much else on that team, though. So. I mean, that's been the thing all year, right? Like, Mike Buscal has been playing big minutes. <laughs> like, the backup, Diallo, the, um, the backup Ferguson. wing situation's not great, but Baisley. it hasn't been great all year. Baisley's actually not been the worst. When, they picked, <laughs> when, it, was an, when it was announced that they were picking an Adidas intern or where, a New Balance intern, wherever the yeah. heck he was, I, I almost lost it. You I almost skeptical. quit. I almost quit being a Thunder fan. I almost... I, I don't know. I almost went agnostic for Did, a year. Didn't feel like that's what the team needed. But so like it's it's yeah. I like each of these parts. I liked what they were doing. I yeah. I don't know if they can pick it back up. Chris Paul's the only guy I think benefited from the break on that yeah. team. Everyone else, it's like you should have just kept riding that wave. Like whatever weird chemistry thing you had going on, it just needed to keep going. And when you're halted for three months. You're right. You you can't just pick that back up, because that it shouldn't have happened in the first place. Right. Like it was kind of just like the surprise thing. I would almost put money on it that Dallas overtakes them in the standings. Mm. It takes the six, and uh, the Oklahoma City slips. Granted, there. I mean, Utah could slip, so that could kind of be nullified anyway. But I don't think Utah is going to fall all the way down to the seven. Yeah. I mean, possible. But most likely not. So again, and all of a sudden now, your playoff matchups look instead of playing Denver, Utah, or Houston, or whoever. Now you're playing the Clippers. Yeah. And if the Clippers are good and they're the Clippers, that's a completely different story. Um, so yeah, unfortunate to see this OKC really cool run they had all year, and it wasn't a fluke because it was all year. Um, probably come to a pretty screeching halt here to end. So my last team, I'm trying to end this on a positive note now. Um, team you just mentioned, we're going to go Dallas. Ooh. So, one, we're, we're talking a little bit same effect as Jokic here, which is I'm feeling pretty good about Luka, like, coming back in shape. Because the, the reports have said he's looking good. He's looking really good. Um, he spent some time overseas. Porzingis is getting healthy. They really aren't losing anybody. Like, I know we said Willie Cauley-Stein's sitting out. And that actually kind of matters because the Dwight Powell injury is still yeah, a thing right. um, from back before the, the season ended. Courtney Lee being out is not a big deal. He wasn't that big of a piece for them anyway. They have lots of guard shooters um, like Steph Curry. Or Steph, Steph Curry. <laughs> um, Seth Curry and um, like Tim Hardaway Jr. and stuff. So, like, that's not a that's not a big loss. Um, I'm going to use kind of the same idea I used when talking about Pascal is carried a team. He carried a team all year, and that's not something really used to doing. Luca, in theory, is used to carrying a team, but mm. not to this degree and at this level. So again, he's got time to rest now. The skills are gonna come back looking good. Like that's obviously gonna be a thing. Porzingis gets a little rest. For his sake, I wonder if they wish they would have kept playing because he was starting to figure some things out. Yeah. But Again, I trust him enough. I've seen the skill level enough over the course of multiple years to know that wasn't a fluke. So, in theory, that should come back all right. He's had more time to rest, and I don't, I don't love their their bench and like last starters, but I like them. Mm. I like them enough to where like I don't think they're gonna suck. So, <laughs> you know, 
if that's what we can get through with with Kleber and Curry and Finney Smith and Justin Jackson and JJ Barea, like, um, or Bray is out, but Jalen Brunson, I I think it's enough. It's enough. You might have to be kind of playing a playoff ro- or playoff rotation from before the playoffs start, but that's okay. Luca's really good. So again, I, kind of the cement yourself as an MVP candidate. You're right there. You got young legs for the most part on this team. A couple experienced guys. The rest helped. I I think this team that can come pick back up, kind of like the Nuggets, and just like roll from day one. I think like what Luca has done in year two is just one of the most incredible things. I don't. I honestly like. I know Luca got a lot of pub his first year. I don't think he got enough publicity his second year. Yeah, I really don't. Like this team is way ahead of schedule. Like for them to be, in <laughs> you look at this roster. Yeah, almost like firmly in the playoffs is just insane. Like they don't really have a chance of being in the play-in, which is great for them. Like they're, I, like I said, I think they're gonna overtake Oklahoma City um, and just be the better team from like you said day one, July thirtieth on. I think that the matchup then would be more favorable for them. Mm-hmm. And, like, if they can get into the second round in year two of this Luka build, like, the sky's the limit for this team, for this organization. I I really like, I mean, the Luka Kristaps thing took a while to gel. It's starting to gel. And, like, if yeah. that is submitted, cemented as, a like, a duo, like, they could be a top three, four team in the west next year moving forward yeah past it um so yeah maybe maybe a little of my my thinking is looking forward also but i don't i think it comes back to the point of i think we borderline overlooked Doncic, and he was like what first like an all-star top five mvp first, voting first team all nba probably yeah. and i still don't know if we talked about him enough this year <laughs> like that's re- like he averaged uh, stats at the time of the break in 33 minutes a game, 28.7 points per game, 9.3 rebounds, 8.7 assists, 1.1 steals. Like, the heck. Like, <laughs> what are, his PER is like 28. Like, this is, re, like, this, that's like historic. Like, like we're, not, we're not giving that enough. If, if, you know, I don't, I don't even know another player that could, like, put up those numbers that we haven't talked about as, like, LeBron. I mean, those are like Giannis, LeBron. Like, yeah. you're right. LeBron, even like throw up a guy like Westbrook, like in his MVP year, that was the num- type of numbers yeah. he was putting up. I mean, really, Westbrook an extra point seven rebounds, an extra assist. And that, that was Westbrook's MVP season. Yeah. And, like, again, this is ridiculous. And Luca's game, Westbrook's not really meant for the comparison. Um, but the idea of like, they're doing everything. Luca right. is doing everything. And Kristaps was figuring it out, and right, right, it starts to gel. They've got enough spacing with Hardaway, Curry, and a, a Kleber, and a couple others. Like this is just a modern team that's young enough to pick up day one, but also has enough top end talent. I don't know if it's enough to win a championship, but enough top end talent to like make real noise. That's why I think I'm hopping on the Dallas bandwagon for the bubble. They're gonna be fun, no, regardless of what happens beyond the bubble. Like they're gonna be fun in this like eight games plus whatever they get. Yeah, um, they're gonna be really fun to watch. I just think like Luca's gonna bring. I kind of want like the matchup of like 
the Clipper, like an LA team with them. That would so be they'd have to be in the seven. But that would but. still be a lot of fun to watch. I think that would be almost a much watch, must watch series. Just and whoever wins that would be significantly better for it. Yeah, it'd be fun to watch like the Clippers be like try, just alternating like Kawhi and PG. Yeah, like go guard them. Yeah, just one after the other. Like, I mean, I, it would wear Luca down. Right. But it would be really fun to see him just every now and again like shake Paul George just enough, you know, <laughs> or or Dame Lillard wave him off, mm. you know, mm. like imitate it because he's got that in his bag. Yeah. So. That step back. I don't I think like that's the thing like he's added moves to his game like kind of like you were talking about like we haven't talked about like the step out got back step back got so much publicity this past year and year one like he's added stuff off of it now mm. like the step back head fake and then drop blow by yeah and the passing's gotten better too yeah i mean he still averages a lot of turnovers but it's because he literally has the ball in his hands he's every the point guard, he's right? he yeah he's the point guard he's like the only dribbler on the team no one else dribbles yeah that's like not a thing <laughs> outside of jalen brunson <laughs> yeah like seriously i'm not kidding so like, yeah, he's going to have turnovers, but, like, who cares? Because he's averaging a ton of assists, and mm-hmm. the, for the most part, you can live with it. Every now and again, as long as it's not, like, crucial fourth quarter, you can live with it. So, you're feeling pretty good about him. So, that's why I'm digging Dallas. Nice. I don't know how much, but I'm digging Dallas. I would go I would go in. I would, I would bet you, t- like, $10. They get to the second round? They get, I would bet you a Domino's pizza. <laughs> Meat lovers. Um, <laughs> uh, anyways... You want to add anything else? This is our first podcast back no. under an hour. No, Look I, at us. I, I, we knocked off the rust pretty well. We, we were at Dallas. We hopped in game one. We were we were pretty we're on ready it. to go. Yeah, we're not gonna be Miami. Nope, we're not about that. We're not gonna be J.R. Smith and throw soup at people <laughs> either. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to episode seventy-three of the Couch and Podcast. Uh, we appreciate your listen. Uh, if you're listening to us still. Uh, Please go follow us on social media and give us a rating on uh, the podcast uh, platform of your choice. We greatly, greatly appreciate that. Uh, Again, thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you back in episode 74.